Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Wow, hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly, and this is Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can do the work that matters and live the lives we want to live. And today we are talking about the clutter on my desk, not specifically about part of it and the clutter in my closets. And the reason why this is on my mind, uh, friends, is because we had a little bathroom mishap earlier in the year and we are now needing to fix the bathroom and restore uh, parts of our master bedroom. And that means taking everything out of the closet and the bedroom and every other space in that area and um, repairing and then putting it all back. And I am feeling crushed by it, mostly because I'm amazed at the stuff that we still have. And um, even though I haven't used it for years, in some cases months, but in some cases years, I haven't used it for years and I'm having a hard time parting with some of it. And I want to get into that. I want to learn what that is. And there's nobody better to teach me than Julie Caracho, who supports people in learning how to clear the clutter in all areas of their lives. She's an award-winning professional organizer, the author and certified life coach in Wheeling, West Virginia. And she's going to be here to help me get through it today, to deal with the clutter, the physical clutter, Julie, which is causing me to feel cluttered mentally. It feels a little oppressive. Am, am I alone in this? Not by a long shot. Everything's related, Polly. And first, I just have to say that I can commiserate with you because we found mold January 1st of this oh. year in the basement. The people we brought the house from were not honest. So anyway, we have been doing with all of that. So I, I can commiserate with that. Everything, this is my definition of clutter. I'm a little different than most professional organizers. So to me, clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. So we can have spiritual clutter. We can have emotional clutter. We can have it in our health and our relationships. And there is definitely a relationship to the inner and the outer. Like I, It's really interesting. I just posted a little video on Instagram and boy, did I make some people angry. It was my most viewed 30 second reel. And I talked about, I didn't make an absolute because I don't believe in absolutes, but I said, you know, if you have a messy desk, they've done studies that it can be preventing you from getting a promotion and people don't trust you as much. You know, they've done studies of this, but I'm also going to argue that if your desk is really messy, then it affects your mental ability. You don't have a clear mind with a cluttered desk. Yeah, I, I feel that, you know, and, and when I'm in the middle of a big project, sometimes then I have papers all over for that, that project. But the minute I'm through it, I'm, I keep my desk, even things in the same places on the desk. So if I have a stack of something, it's very neat and tidy stack, <laughs> you know, because otherwise I will sit down to write and not be able to do it. And it takes me a while to remember, oh, because my my external life is out of sorts. So how can my mental life be focused? I, I feel that very much. Absolutely. And again, I don't want people to think that this is about perfection. You knew, you mentioned that, you know, you're working on a project. So you've got some papers about that's a okay. What I'm talking about is on a regular basis and make, make sure that at some point you declutter it. And I'm 
a fan of at the end of the day, tidying your desk. And if you can't, you've had a crazy week, then do it at five o'clock on Friday before you start your weekend. That's what it's about. It's about maintaining it as much as possible. And I'll just share a little tip for people who are really creative that I love. You know how in offices they have uh, multi-unit mail slots. So when your mail would come in, you'd have your name on it and someone who would sort the mail would put everyone's mail into one of those containers. I love those for creative people because if it's someone like you, Paul, and you're like, okay, I've got all these 10 pages on the current project I'm working on, then you can clean them up and label that slot, whatever it is. And if you have multiple projects going on, then you can just create a little slot uh, for each. And then that way you have all your things you need. And when you go to grab it, you can, okay, I'm going to, then I'm going to put it all over my desk. Does that make sense? I love that idea because right now what I have is, is files, right? Mm -hmm. But it takes me a minute because the, the papers on my desk are, are usually pretty essential to what I'm, I'm working on, mm -hmm. but it takes me a minute to take that paper, look at it, know what it is, find the file, put it. So it doesn't, it'll pile up. So that's why I love the yeah. example of the mail slot because i found that that works for a lot of people yeah that's a great idea all right how do we know if clutter or our stuff is becoming a problem because i'm sure everybody has different tolerances right oh a thousand percent so you have to do what works best for you and i actually really love this question so for some people and I have to say that a lot of people that I work with are people who want to dig deeper, want to know what's behind the clutter. And so the people I work with are like that. But what I would say is, as an example, so let's talk about your closet. You have this leak. And so someone goes they're like, OK, I've got to declutter because we're going to reconfigure my closet's going to be smaller, whatever it is. So they can just declutter. They're neutral, right? They don't get sentimental about stuff. They don't get emotionally attached to things. They're like, okay, this is just what has to be done. So to me, that's a really good measuring stick if you're able to do it easily and you don't have a, an attachment to things. That's really what it's about. You know, are you struggling? Is it really hard for you to let go of things? You know, I mentioned my broader definition of clutter. So most of us have a clutter problem. I'm working on anger right now. I'm really angry about some things and it's not constructive if I post, have a knee-jerk reaction to something, that's to me is emotional clutter. You know, I got really upset mm -hmm. about something and responded on social media. It's my, I don't ever plan your high school reunion. And <laughs> because I responded to that, I'm like, I've heard five years of you complaining of the job that I did. It's, you know, it's a new reunion this year. They give me a break. And, but because I said something in anger, I couldn't get my point across for other people to say, if I could have just stated the facts and been neutral, then it would have been okay. So that was a an example of emotional clutter that I have. Does one impact the other? If you're having emotional clutter, are you more apt to not clean out the closet or the cupboards or, or do, does it all tie in together or do you not see that? No, I believe it all ties in together. And as you work on, say like you clear up your, your desk, then you're going to most likely have a more clear mind. If you have a relationship that's not supportive and you let that go, then you're opening up space for better relationships, healthier relationships. If you had stress in that relationship and improves your health, to me, it's all related. Okay. How do we sit down and with ourselves and mm -hmm. really figure out figure out the point of origin, whether it's an emotional issue or a relationship or a stuff issue. How do we start on that process? 
Great question. Now, there are uh, some people who are super advanced in life. I am not one of them who can <laughs> say that, you know what? Hey, it doesn't really matter where it starts. Just work on the problem. And me, I kind of am a curious cat and would like to know things. And so I would say, you know, where in your life are you struggling? What is causing, you know, if you like my brother said to me the other day, he said, ah, oh, you really seem angry about a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you're right. I am. But that was nice having feedback from someone that I knew and trusted. So if you are overwhelmed every time you walk into your home because it's crammed full of stuff, that's an indication to do that. If someone like my brother says, hey, this is going on. If you are unhappy in relationships, if you have insomnia, if you're always worrying, I would say, where are you struggling right now? Hmm. What's causing you upset? And that's where I would begin to start your journey. I think this is hopeful because... After we start that process and become aware, you have some real practical ways to start dealing with this stuff, physical and otherwise, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things when I wrote books is I've created a whole series of journal prompts precisely because you have the best answers within. I view my job as helping bring those answers to the surface, but you ultimately know what's best for you. I'm not a fan of people who say, and this happens a lot in decluttering and organizing, this is how it has to be done. I can't hold something and ask if it brings me joy. And it's no slam against Marie Kondo. That just doesn't work for me. And so a mistake that people make is they try to adopt what other people do. And so I created these journal prompts for you to sit down, tease out what the most important information was, and then a plan of action to move forward. Because you ultimately know what's best for you. I want to get into a couple of those questions that we can ask ourselves. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to get to the practicalities from Julie, some questions we can ask ourselves so that we can start to organize our thoughts and our processes and our systems around the house. And we're going to do that all with Julie when we come back right after this on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Electrocast Network. And welcome back. This is Polly. You're listening to Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electricast. And we're with award-winning professional organizer, Julie Caraccio. And we're talking about all the big stuff, about releasing the emotional and mental clutter and the physical clutter that can hold us back. We want to clear out our spaces internally and externally so we can decide what's next and and kind of be deliberate in the direction we go with our lives. I'm all about that. You know, I'm all about that listeners. And, and we talk a lot about self-awareness, which is where Julie starts to, what is it that's holding you back? What feels heavy? What is making you irritable? But Julie, beyond that, when we know the point of origin, what do we do next? What, what can we ask ourselves to get to the root of, uh, in the process of clearing this stuff out? Well, I'd encourage people, first of all, to pick one area, right? Like if you were to say, oh my gosh, Julie, my whole, whole home needs to be decluttered, I, that can keep you overwhelmed and frozen and stuck. So I'm going to encourage, start small. What one area, like what's driving you nuts? Maybe it's that you can't find your keys in the morning or that you have insomnia at night or your relationship isn't supportive. So pick an area where you're like, you know what, this is where I feel really stuck now and then begin from there. And depending on what that area is, you can ask yourself like, what's my physical clutter? How does that affect me? What do I need to do to move forward? What's my emotional clutter? What's I love to use the word clutter kryptonite. It's like, you know, when mm. Superman, he, he touches his kryptonite and then falls to his knees. And so what's your physical clutter kryptonite? 
What is it that you're like, oh my gosh, say I've got to get it? Or you could have 20 pairs of leopard print shoes and bye, bye, bye. And you just can't stop yourself. But what's your emotional clutter, kryptonite? What is it that, you know, when someone cuts you off on traffic, is that what drives you nuts? What is it? And so starting with a place and then asking yourself more detailed questions. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that because I cannot tell you in this house, not just me, but I'm not naming names. I live with two other people, so I can figure <laughs> that out. But we have a lot of frustration looking for shoes in this house, right? And I see what that does when you're running late and it, it creates a stressful environment for everything else you're doing going forward. It's, it's like, it, it just sets in motion this negative vibe. If we all put our shoes in the same place, it's a little easier to get going in the day. So I think that makes sense. Start small. It doesn't have to be a huge thing to change your life. And then you may be more motivated to go forward from there. Yes. And I just want, I'm glad you brought this up because it's something that's important. I've worked with a lot of families and there tends to be someone that's maybe a little more clutter buggish, disorganized, and someone who's a little more organized and doesn't want clutter. So it's just important to remember, you know, that you all are a family, your partners, whatever it is, and that you're, that's not your enemy. It's like, how can we come together and problem solve? Like an example, sometimes I'll say to the person that's really organized, like, okay, just have to relax your standards a little bit because you want peace or do you want to be right because it doesn't if you're always upset and angry because remember everything's energy so you can feel that you know the tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife that is playing out in your home and you just gave a great example with the shoes you can feel that frustration yeah you absolutely can feel it and, and my husband and i are, are working on this with the closet because i am overwhelmed by stuff and he is emotional about the stuff so we're having different experiences and now talking to you i realize neither one is bad or good it just is what it is so i need to understand that his ties to those items are different than my ties to those items absolutely that is a huge point that you've brought up because that is a lot of frustration happens when it doesn't need to it's understanding the person and you can say well of course i wouldn't judge that right and i always when people get really upset i think look at it as if it's a toddler right you wouldn't judge the toddler so you start with the assumption that the person's doing best they can and we all have different perspectives and we all have different attachments so there's no right or wrong here it's just how we are as people is this a good time for some families as in ours to bring in a professional can that help kind of be the mediator or the buffer or the educator for us is that how you work i would say a thousand percent because you have someone who's a professional and a neutral party so they're if they're doing their job correctly they're not going to take sides and so one of the things when i work with families is i sit down at the beginning hey we're a team i want to remember that and if people are upset i allow them to say that but it's about saying you know what i feel frustrated when you don't put your shoes away I feel upset that you don't understand why I don't want to let the sweater go, right? We make I statements. So sometimes we have to clear the air before we can begin and understand that people are at different places and different processes. And, you know, here's a good example. So in a, a family recently, we had a, more of a clutter bug and more of an organized person. And so the clutter bug was a big reader. And so, you know, organized person drove them nuts. I'm like, then let's have a container in the bedroom and the nightstand. So if they're reading 10 books at a time, they're all in that little container, but don't expect it to be alphabetized and set up super neatly. You know, you've, there has to be mm -hmm. give and take on both sides. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. All right, before we sign off, I wanna know 
what to look for in a professional organizer. What can I expect? I, I want the help. I want to learn about this. How do I know a good match and, and where can I find somebody that can help me with this? That's a great question. So I think the most important thing above everything else is that you have a good rapport with the person. I'm not a fit for everyone and that's not right or wrong. It just is what it is. So I think most important is someone who is your speed. So as I mentioned a moment ago, I tend to attract people who are like, I want to understand this and what's going on and let's dig a little deeper and life coaching along with the decluttering and organizing. So it's important to find out someone that's a good fit. I'm going to say most people, I offer a free 15 minute assessment so we can talk on the phone. You can understand me a little better. I can ask questions and make sure I'm the same skill set as you are. So most should offer a free assessment. So to see if you're a good fit, I know something that before I even start with someone, I send them a little questionnaire because I want to hit the ground running. So you want someone, I think that that's really important. Obviously is confidentiality respects that things of that nature. But again, I think it really goes back to having someone that you feel a good relationship with. And the easiest thing to do is Google professional decluttering or organizing in your zip code. So it's not a problem then to have those conversations and, and talk with people, interview them a little bit to see what's going to work. Oh, absolutely. Every time I talk to someone, I'm like, go talk to other people. You should definitely talk, in my opinion, at least three people, maybe five, depending on where you are, if you have that option, but absolutely. And ask them what their style is. You know, if you want to know about training, like I'm a certified coach because I bring in that angle, different thing, you know, ask what are important questions to you? Like, I don't want to be judged. Like I'm very into eco-friendly and being green, but I never make anyone do that. If I can, if they say, hey, do you have some suggestions? Absolutely. Or if I can say, hey, do you wonder about this? I don't make them right or wrong. I think the biggest thing I've heard from people, which I find heartbreaking, is that they said I was judged. And this person mm -hmm. was so judgmental towards me. And one woman I'll never forget. And this is the, the thing that gets me excited about my job. So she had all these clothes. And as we got to talking, I learned that when she was a widowed at a young age with really small children. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And so it came out with buying a lot of clothes. That was a way that she dealt with her grief. And when she shared that someone walked into her home and was really judgmental, I just, I just was felt heartbroken for her. So that's another thing to be very aware of. And, you know, that's about paying attention and knowing like, mm, you know what, I just don't, and you don't have to define it. Maybe you just don't feel comfortable with the person. Again, don't make it right or wrong. They aren't the right person for you and keep working until you find someone that you feel good and comfortable with. Yeah, I think that makes sense because having, even thinking about having someone into my home, it it feels vulnerable to me. It's an intimate place to let somebody in my closet and see all the stuff that goes on behind closed doors or the times when maybe I haven't cleaned out. It's, it could be embarrassing for some people. So it's okay to find the person that doesn't make you feel that way then. Oh, it's super important. And you know, I've dealt with intimate things with people. You said being in certain spaces, things are going to come up and it is what it is. And it's just about being neutral and supportive and not judging. That's what's important. I think this is an important show because it's all related friends. I mean, mm -hmm. how we think and how we feel and how we behave in our life is related to the external environment we're in too. So it's okay to become aware of the things that are helping you and the things that are holding you back. If you feel like you're dealing with this emotional clutter and this physical clutter inside and out, I think this is worth thinking about. Julie, how can we find out more about your work? And I, I think you have a podcast running too. 
to, right? I do. If you go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, you can find out more about me. And I have a podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, that comes out weekly, Tuesdays, 1 p.m., also on video. And my website tells how you can get in touch with me. And I offer a free self-assessment to sign up for my newsletter. And it helps you figure out what's your clutter priority. And then I give you an action item to get started. That sounds fantastic. You can get started today. Thank you, Julie Caraccio, for being here. Julie is an award-winning professional organizer. Check out her podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside Out, and go to her website, reawakenyourbrilliance.com, and connect with Julie. And you can connect with me at polycampbell.com or join my free Substack essays, notes, newsletter, whatever you want to call it. I kind of go behind the scenes and put this stuff into play in my own life. And... Uh, and show you what I'm up to. And that's at polycampbell.substack.com. I also have some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks, and you can learn about all of it there on that notes page on polycampbell.substack.com. Get the tips and the support you need, right? Nobody has to do this alone. Cleaning a closet, cleaning anything inside or out can be a challenge. But with a little self-awareness and a partner, somebody on your team inside your house or a professional that can help guide us through it, I think it makes a big difference in how we go about our business and our lives. And when we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.